yeah. you, you've been able to get these guys through it. What does it take? You know, look, I, I would love to tell you that it's been difficult, but I think it's actually been, in a way, it's been great because it just keeps everybody very focused. So, you know, less distractions. Uh, look, I'm sensitive to COVID, obviously, but um, it, it kind of keeps things really tight, really close. Uh, I think, you know, preparing them for fighting without an audience has been the biggest thing, um, you know, feeling like they're going into uh, almost like a gym environment, a very sterile kind of cold environment with no crowd. But uh, everybody's, you know, been mentally prepared for that. And, uh, you know, we've we've just conveyed the experiences we've had with the different fighters that we've worked with and the other fighters have come back to camp and express those same things. So. Um, Right now, I mean, we've we've had nothing but positive experiences. Emmanuel, do you feel mentally prepared since the actual training is probably not too different once your gym is safe? How's that mental preparation been for you? Yeah, first of all, like I want to thank Almighty God. After that, I want to thank. Good opportunity for me. I will showcase myself to everybody and will say 135, I'm the best because I'm the best and secret by now I'm come out. Thank you very much. Good luck to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, call the man next, please. Good afternoon, gentlemen. So, uh, Tago, um, you, you, your camp is calling you the best kept secret. You come from Accra, Ghana, which has been home to many world champions. What do you want the world to find out about you Friday night? And how do you feel you will compete against some of the current champions in the lightweight division? Yes, Friday night, everybody can feel happy because you know, Emmanuel Tego, my nickname is Game Boy. If you come or if you watch, you clap yourself to round one, to any round, I can stop, I can decide to stop my opponent. Maybe if I see my opponent and Thursday, I everybody say I stop my opponent maybe round one or two or three by now I can't decide but I promise all of you I do my best I do my best you like you are fun you you enjoy my fight right and then to just finish so how, how do you feel you will compete against some of the current champions in the lightweight division yeah, I mean, I don't feel because 135, I don't scare anybody. I don't see anybody can beat me in 135 because now I'm calm like Kakai because you know Kakai. I think you know Kakai. I'm calm like Kakai because you know I'm big Ghana for a long time. Nobody don't know me here. Now I come. That's why I told everybody say I thank Peter Khan. I thank Dubella. I thank to my coach. Now it gives me this opportunity to come here to express myself to everybody who say this this guy 135, nobody can beat me by now. I'm from dark to come. Like I don't know the way. Like everybody can happy. All right. Thank you so much and wish you the best for Friday night. Okay, thank you. And Shane, please. Hello, Manu. How, how are you? Fine, good. You? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you very much. You made your debut back in 2004. So fast forward 16 years and now here you are. Uh, a big opportunity on a, on a 
televised card in America on the cusp of a world title fight. Has there any has there any been any moments throughout your career where you felt as if this moment was never going to happen? Okay. So did you feel because you've been fighting since 2004, you started young and it's been a long journey. Have there been times since you've mostly fought in, in Accra and that you thought maybe you would never get the opportunity to fight for a world title? Were there times over the years where you felt that this would not be possible? Yeah, I think this time around, I think correct time for me because now I think I got I get correct people around me. Now I think I prove myself to anyone in trust me or anyone in watch me for far. Now I think good time for me. What keeps you motivated and hungry to keep fighting? What what motivates you? What inspires you to keep fighting? Yeah, I think me sometimes um I don't know, I don't know the way I put this thing. Like I feel that 135 nobody can beat me by anybody he claim say like me king me king me king now I come to show everybody say these people in 135, nobody can beat Emmanuel Tego. And I think also what he's asking is, is it, is it, you know, is it your pride in Ghana? Is it your family? Like what has motivated you? What keeps you excited to fight? Yeah, because my kids, my, my family members, my brothers, like everybody motivates me. Now Pirakan. My promoter, Dibella, my coach motivates me. Pira told me to, Pira take me to here. I see everything is here. I see, so okay, that's good for me. But I think everything motivates me. Told me, say, Tego, what I can do, I think good. So a year ago, November was the first time he ever came here for a training camp. And it was the first time he had, never, had a, an opportunity to train differently than he was used to training in Ghana. And look, there's some of the best fighters in the world have come out of Ghana. We know that. But the environment in which Emmanuel was training, whether it was just all, everything about it, from, from the sparring to the strength and conditioning, to the discipline, to the nutrition, when he came here a year ago, it sort of opened his eyes. And we did a full camp. He was supposed to fight Ray Perez in March, got canceled because of COVID just days prior to leaving. Uh, he went back to Accra, came back, put in another camp. And I think so for him, like, he, that's what he's trying to say. Like, it's it's kind of given him, like, a, a different look at his career. Different level, different experience, I think. That's great. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Hey, Emmanuel. John here, Pro Boxing fans. Um, I have one question for you and one for Peter, if I'm... I'm able to. Um, for you, Emmanuel, you mentioned sparring George Cambosis Jr. Um, we saw him beat Lee Selby in London a few weeks ago. What was that experience like sparring with George? It's good, good, good. Because me, I, uh, I spar with a lot of boxers, a lot of people, a lot of champions. I get a lot of experience. By me, personal, me, my experience or my gift, the God give me 
me only boxer i'm no fight amateur i'm no learning boxing before i come to fight boxing by me my style different my everything different if you ask my sparring partners he told you about Emmanuel Tego. i think every boxer i respect every boxer if i spar with every boxer i respect that boxer but i think i'm the best in 135. what what did you feel when you sparred with george so here's a quick little story before i tell you that so a year ago when he came that's why i told him say everybody judge good right everybody good my experience i think good right so so when he first came here george was getting ready to fight mickey bay at madison square <laughs> with me he said hey this guy crazy because you know fight you know spy like any boxer like me before you know fight any boxer like me before but i think George is my teammate. I don't want to talk much, but I think this Friday everybody can know the kind of boxer you mean. So when 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 they first met, George didn't want to like Emmanuel. He didn't want to like him because they're so close in the ratings. And you know, if you've seen George, you know he has a very particular personality, very you know type A, very confident. He didn't want to like Emmanuel, and so uh emmanuel doesn't care he's just easy going with everybody so the first time they spar it, it was like a war and this is just a few weeks before george is fighting mickey bay i was terrified that someone was going to get knocked out but they were both trying to basically stake their claim but then over time and a couple of camps they've actually become pretty close and emmanuel really helped um george prepare and i think george helps him with a come forward aggressive style so it's been really good work for i mean it's really good when you can have guys of that caliber being able to compete with each other and that was sort of my question for you peter you've got two lightweights competing you know high up in the division how are you planning on guiding both of them to world title shot and in george's case with him mandatory for uh tfimo lopez has there been any discussions at all i mean the talk of a fight in australia yeah so um so to answer your question yes uh Right now, all parties involved are talking about that. Uh, and, and there's gonna be a proposal that's gonna be presented to top rank that would uh, express uh, you know, what, what it would take to bring the fight to Australia. Tiafimo's on board, um, obviously George is on board, and it's just a matter of everybody being on the same page and the money being what everybody, you know, meeting everyone's expectations. Uh, and then the other part of that question is, we pursued the IBF path with George. And if you remember, Emmanuel was ordered by the WBO to fight Ryan Garcia for the mandatory. And the minute that Garcia chose to fight Campbell, the WBO mysteriously decided that they weren't gonna have a, a mandatory or, or an eliminator again. So, you know, we were ready to fight Dennis Berenchek. We'd, I would, you know, we'd even spoken to them. We were prepared to do that fight. And that just sort of went away. So right now with Lee Selby probably no longer sitting in that number one position in the WBO and Ryan Garcia uh, fighting Luke Campbell for the WBC, that leaves now uh, Dennis Berenchik and Emmanuel as the two highest rated fighters. So I'm confident that with a victory on Friday, keeping Emmanuel active, uh, you know, we're gonna go down that path with the WBO. But if, the, if, if there's an opportunity to fight Devin Haney as an optional in the WBC. Emmanuel's rated in the top 10 
in the IBF, WBO, and WBC. So we're prepared uh, to fight anybody. I mean, yeah. Great. Best of luck, Friday. Uh, Thank you. Uh, the boxing source, please. Good afternoon there, Emmanuel. Uh, given that you're fighting Mason Menard here, who has experience against either current or former world champions in Teofimo Lopez, Devin Haney, and Ray Beltran, what statement are you going to try to make here against Mason Menard that puts you in that position to later on fight for a world title? Yeah, I think um, my opponent, you know, fight somebody like me before, forget about Teofimo, forget about uh, this and this and this and carrot world champion and former world champion. I don't care because me, I'm the uh, Emmanuel Tego. I don't know Teofimo, no um, David Haney. This now Emmanuel Tego, you fight to Emmanuel Tego. Me, I don't care Teofimo because me, I know say Teofimo can fit me, Teofimo can beat me, Teofimo can stand me. That I don't know the way I put my language by if you die every day, everybody see. I don't care any boxer he fight for before, me, I don't care because me, I like, I don't know, I don't know why. I think Friday everybody see the table, everybody see Emmanuel. And, and you've watched the video of him fighting Devin Haney, you've seen the fight against against um david any me david any i beat david any i beat teofimo by now if i'm talk some more boxes talk blah 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 you know do but i think friday from friday everybody can judge me thank you very much all right Great, thank you so much, guys. I think um, if there's no more questions, we'll let uh, Emmanuel and Peter go. Thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. And uh, it's great to have you here, and we're looking forward to Friday night. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you.